Welcome back to the party. Hello, everyone. Ah, uh, it's been a while since we were sitting down here for um our favorite television program to watch in one entire sitting. Mm. Um, I can't even actually claim that to be true, given that you've been getting into Euphoria. Yeah, no, I've been I've been watching Euphoria with uh with my partner Rin for like the last few days. So, in one sitting, basically, and uh, let me tell you, much better show. Um. Yeah. Well, here's here's a show that deals with complex characters, sometimes who struggle with addiction. I've I tell you one thing. Um coming back to 24 and remembering that Jack briefly had a like a flirtation with heroin in season 3 and then just going, "Hey, Jack, remember when you had an addiction?" and him being like, "Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine." After like watching Euphoria, uh weird time for me. Um you know when you know a girl who experimented with getting a fringe? Mm. And I was like, what do you think about this? And you're like, it's it's okay. And then she grows it out and then you never talk about it again. Mm. Yeah, that's basically how 24 is dealing with heroin. Yeah, yeah. Like Jack no longer just, just doesn't have that problem anymore. Uh, but 24, thankfully, still has, still has problems. Um, yeah. Chief among them, uh, we're back on... We're back on Islam, friends. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Uh, um, I did say uh, that uh, season two nearly made me convert to Islam out of spite. And um, uh, season four, it might do it. We'll see. Um, I've, yeah, I, I think the only reason that I, I didn't was I feel like if I converted, it shouldn't be out of spite. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, you've dragged me away from my nice lesbianism again. Because uh, this also happened with season three to come and do this shit, um, and uh, well, uh, it's better than season three at least. It is better than season three. I'm enjoying it more than season three. Uh, what well, a plot has happened. Yeah, and it even and happened it in the it happened in the first episode. Yeah, uh, we 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 decided to forego the um, the standard pre-watch episode because in part uh, that. I don't know how much about this series I remember, so I can't do my usual dangle things in front of Trin. And plus, I'd already brought out the big gun. The big gun. You told me two words the... that you remembered about this season. And the two words that you remembered were jihadi twitch. And, and so... boy, did you not disappoint. I actually quite often have to work out what words I should put as the episode title. Mm. To both, you know, to both describe what's in it, and you know, to really make sure that everyone who's looking at this goes, "Huh, I want to know what's going on there." And sometimes those words fall onto my lap, like jihadi twitch. Mm. Um, so, well, the the plot, as it be, um, we start off at seven a.m. Yeah, uh, it's been a while since the last season. It's not really specified how long. Yeah. Um, and It's long enough for Jack to get over heroin. Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> he's gotten over... He's he's fine now. He's... Uh, when we see him, he's working with, uh, with the Secretary of Defense. It's never super clear what his actual role is, but he's doing lovely. Uh, hmm. But 7am, first thing that we see, we see uh, a train with a bunch of, like, guys on it looking really antsy, uh, and they all have guns, and they've, one of them is handcuffed to a briefcase. And it, they do a lot of fake-outs, as it seems like various people might be about to try and, you know, shoot them and take the briefcase. Uh, and then the train just hits a car. Hmm. Which, um, a car, probably not so bad. But it is a car that seems to have been loaded with tannerite. Yes, um, this is, uh... You might remember, actually, there was a bit of a scandal when uh, Volkswagen... The environmental emissions mean that you can only fill a car with up to 40% explodium. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Volkswagen, they actually filled theirs with 70 to 80% oh, explodium. Oh, yeah. And this is from that era. Right, okay, yeah. So the train hits the explodium and derails. Uh, you get a wonderful, like, two-second shot of the driver, like, just kind of hanging out. And then just casually looking out the window, seeing the truck, and then just hitting it. They didn't need to do that. But... Yeah, yeah. This also this is like the train on like a really long stretch of track where they could easily see the car. And like, it's twenty four. 
I'm not going to be like Cinema Sins about it, but it feels a little weird. I would have like maybe shot this bit on a bend or something. I don't know. Speaking of benders, uh, it then cuts to what looks like you wearing your paintball outfit. <laughs> well, your, your airsoft outfit, because it's a paintball mask. And a chap rides up on a motorbike uh, to this wreckage with people lying around. It's like the opening of Unbreakable. And he takes the briefcase not this guy who's been flung from the wreckage. Mm. Uh, and then he shoots him with a silenced pistol, which did make us joke that he... Yeah, he, he, just, he doesn't want to cause a fuss. Yeah, it's like he, he previously had also put a silencer on the train. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you have, you have the, um, the fuel car, you have the restaurant car, you have the sleeper car, and then you have the silencer car. Yeah, you put it like on the front. And then it's just full of pillows. So when uh, the train collides... Well, so it was like when you shoot a gun through a pillow. But... <laughs> <laughs> he puts the train inside a massive plastic bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. an oil filter. I don't know. Like What other things can be used as silencers, supposedly, in films? Um, yeah. I mean, again, not to be cinema sins, but I, I feel like I would have stabbed him. Uh, like... Uh... This is like if you don't want people to look at it, like I feel like a bullet wound is gonna, people are gonna see that fairly quickly. Uh, whereas like a laceration, like that feels fairly normal in a in a train crash. I, it was it was an encouraging sight for us though that very early on the show did remind us that it's not going to be normal. Yeah, yeah, that, no, it's it's nonsense as per usual. This, uh, yeah, and if people, you know, they they hear that they get you know. Uh, they get mildly perturbed, and uh, you you see people in CTU. You see our girl Chloe, who, as the seasons go by, one of the things that I remember is that Chloe only gets more and more um, brusque. Yeah, it feels like they really went. Wow, people really liked Chloe being unlikable and like uh, and like like mean to people in the office, but in like a in like an like just she's she's clearly coded to be like a little unsensitively. Yes. Autistic, right? Yeah. Um, and like, so the thing that people, audiences were clearly responding to her was when she was like telling the truth, just like, like radical truth, I guess. to like her office, like co-workers. Yeah, she would be, um, well, given how, how many times CTU has had a problem that could have pretty easily been solved if people had decided to not be tactful and instead had decided to tell the truth about the terrorism plots. Um, they, Chloe continues to be our girl. Hmm. Speaking of CTU, um, there's not a single motherfucker there I recognize. Because Tony Almeida, he's like, pres- he's presumably, um, well, he was, they got his ass. He was, arrested for, he was arrested for all the treason that he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. Um, Michelle, well, presumably hot and mean in jail now. I don't know. I think she went with with Tony or... Yeah, she went to jail. She went down with him. Yeah. Um. I don't know what's happened to all the others. All the other staff have either melted or exploded or died well, in some way. Yeah, yeah, like the only other people there that we knew were Kim and Chase. Apparently, they now have a, a house and they're raising. I'm so fucking mad that Kim is not in this anymore. I'm so upset. Like, they now have a house. They're raising um, Chase's baby that made him the, the lad dad. Yeah. Uh, and it... It's uh, well, we've got a whole bunch of new people. We've got uh, now being led. Uh, the, the division is now being led by Driscoll, mm. who is a woman with um, a really nice radio voice. Yeah, and she's fucking useless. <laughs> uh, and me, well, uh, we were joking about how every character on Twenty Four for the first episode, uh, they they introduce a ton of new characters who all for a full episode go. All right, everyone, this is our character uh, characterization, and we're going to stick to this until either the sun comes up tomorrow or we are all dead, uh, whichever comes first. <laughs> uh, like maybe you know, next time there's an interesting day, we will change up our characterization to maybe, like, uh, Chloe, you've got your notes. You're going to be, yes, further down the spectrum, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, everyone else, we're just... Uh, we've Jack, all... keep doing what you're doing, man. Yeah. Like, you're fine. Uh, just so everyone knows... Hi, I'm Driscoll. I'm going to be your new boss. You're meant to dislike me because I fired Jack because of all the heroin that he did. Uh, but he's fine now. And also, people are going to keep coming to me and saying, hey, do you think we should look into this? And I'm going to say no. So we were, we've were we already started the sweepstakes on whether 
so so yeah people keep repeatedly coming to driscoll with important information and she keeps going eh. and, and i've already mentally started the sweepstakes on um whether she's uh a traitor or just incompetent yeah incompetent I, or complicit i am going to say incompetent because i think the intention here is for us to read this as CTU is fucking useless without Jack Bauer, right? They're, they're too caught up in the in the in the red tape, and uh, she's she's the queen of red tape. You know, the, um, you know this is what happens if you like, they were terrified that John Kerry might become president, and you know, um, although we we do have a new president, we do that president um... is President. Joe Biden. We still can't remember his real name. Yeah, the dude from last season who we kept calling Joe Biden. Um, the guy that David Palmer effectively gave the presidency to by being like, "Oh yeah, no, I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna run for election." Also, the election's like in 25 minutes. Was he a Republican? He was right. Because uh, Palmer David was pa- a Democrat. Yeah, David Palmer was a surprise Democrat. Right. So I think this guy is a. He reads to me like a Republican. Like the dude is thoroughly unlikable and uh, looks like a weasel, and he has a Secretary of Defense who is the biggest hog motherfucker I've ever seen. Anyway, right? It looks like if you put Newt Gingrich on a treadmill for like fifteen minutes, mm. and like, well, so he, he still like he still looks like Newt Gingrich, but like how kind of a lot torter. Getting a lot of Cheney vibes off this dude. Yeah, he's the Secretary of Defense. Jack works for him. And um, Jack's also been doing some um, very in-depth work mm. uh, with his daughter, which is to say... <laughs> hey, hey, Secretary of Defense, Hella. Do you know your daughter? Yeah. yeah uh, I it, sure do. Yeah, Jack Bauer ba- yeah, ba- <laughs> knows his daughter biblically. <laughs> uh, uh, because she, uh, this, this woman is separated from her husband, but that still technically makes her a wife, which puts, yeah, that... her, puts her bang on Jack's radar. Oh, yeah. But... Yeah, you know, he, he loves a good wife. We were wondering, oh, what does he see in her? Oh, no, God, fuck. I, I've gotten married since the last oh, God. season. I'm now, a, I'm now prime bower fodder. I, well, I, this, depend, this, this is really the, um, the heartbreaking thing. You are now Jack Bauer's type when all you wanted is to be Jack Bauer's type's type. Yeah. Fuck. That does mean I could destroy him further, because if I then fucked his wife, it would be doubly frustrating. I think Jack Bauer would have a very hard time of working out how to pass any of the things that would be happening to him at that point. But this is the season where um, the show does... It's still about international terrorism, Mm -hmm. but it's about something much more... And we've seen that start to come through, and it comes through more and more this season. Um, it's about making Jack Bauer uh, an unhappy and sad man. Oh, well, yes. Uh, oh, yes. By the end of the episode, we'll already see how making Jack Bauer feel tortured is on the agenda. So, well, we may as well just... There's a there's a, a woman credited in this uh, this season called Kim Raver. And let me tell you, I'm feeling a bit like Kim Raver right now upon hearing that news. <laughs> Kim Raver is the one who plays Audrey, the Secretary of Defense's daughter. <laughs> yes. Uh, right. Well, so um, there's also a chap who uh, he... We meet him and he's a hacker and he's downloading software from Adobe and Microsoft. So we meet um, a man pirating photoshop mm. and so he- here comes the parade of dudes from the first 20 minutes right yeah. you, get, you get the parade of dudes that walk in and go yo this is my deal Let's- so so beginneth the parade of dudes uh because he finds that to use his words someone is attempting to corrupt the internet mm. and they're trying to break the internet they're gonna they're gonna have like a, a viral story happen no, uh, yeah jack bauer is going to like pose with his ass out in esquire yeah uh, to be fair, that's not... They are trying to have a viral story. That is kind of the, the plot here. Anyway. Uh, so that's that's one plot. Uh, and while he's sort of asking, like, hey, he, he calls up Chloe and says, hey, um, I, I, uh, I don't want to call it, go to the police because I was pirating 
Photoshop. Yeah. I was trying and, to activate Windows. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was trying to go to hackertyper.net and I got yeah. distracted. Uh, I had my thing open and it was mining Bitcoin. Yeah. Uh, it had uh, the little animation of the pickaxe. And, and and at the bottom of the page, it said how to become a hacker. Yeah. Um, hey, Chloe. Yes. Yeah, so I was downloading some stuff for research yeah. um, for a book I'm writing um, about, uh, having a, about having a libertarian wife. Right. Yeah. And so I can't. But while I was doing that, I stumbled across a corruption on the Internet. Mm. Uh, and basically in the time it takes him to get back, while, while Chloe goes, hmm. Interesting, a plot written in Arabic or Turkish or a Middle Eastern language mm. uh, to to corrupt the internet. I'll I'll tell Driscoll about that. Driscoll doesn't care. Yeah, she's like, send it to the FBI because they bu- actually do something. Yeah, because they're busy trying to work out who's bombed this train, and mm. they and they check that it might, and they see that it might be a, uh, a Turkish terrorist named Tom, oh, named Thomas Sharek. Mm. And he's you a- motherfucker. You've written in the notes, you've written his name as Tom Shrek. <laughs> I have referred to him as Shrek every time his name is written. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Because they try and find him by checking his potential um, contacts. And let me tell you, it's very hard to li- to remember the name of his contact when you've already decided that it's a donkey. Yeah. So anyhow, there, there are these two entirely unrelated plots where... There is a Turkish terrorist, there is a Turkish plot to break the internet, and there is a presumably Turkish family. Mm. Oh, the other thing, before we get to the family, is um, there was some intelligence that came through that said that there would be an attack at 8, and the train derailed at 7. And so, and um, and like Driscoll's just like, well, you know, these things happen. It's a, you know, it's... Ooh, Seven like, is eight if you round yeah. up to the nearest eight. Daylight savings. <laughs> uh, Are we sure that which is which is is it like twenty? This is like twenty four's version of like the thing where you. This is twenty four's version of the thing from Girl Next Door where it's it's like pulling its uh its um oh yeah, it's, it's clothes it's... up to show us the Glock in its waistband like being like hey before the end of the hour something else is gonna fucking happen yeah we uh, promise you guys stay tuned. Uh, meanwhile, everyone at CTU, aside from Chloe, is more or less just going, well, maybe they just weren't able to... Like, maybe the, the bomb is like a microwave, and mm-hmm. they just couldn't work out how to change the clock on it. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and, Lisa, <laughs> so will, will we meet this Turkish family? Have you got that in your head because we watched Crank yesterday? Yes, because we watched Crank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I made, I made the entire polycule, well, like... The you... majority of the polycules sit down and watch Crank. Yeah, um, which the... is a really fucking bad film. I um, no, I think whether it's good or bad is impossible to decipher. Yeah, it. There's a bit where he uh, where he changes the clock on the microwave for a bimbo, and like, uh, yeah, it's 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 a weird film. I do feel a bit like about about like twelve hours into this, I'm gonna really sympathize. With Chevy Chelios and like, uh, who's the character in the main character in? Uh, yeah, uh, in uh, as Crank. Trin is going to end up just going. Oh, my entire body's slowing down. He'd start drinking twenty Red Bulls and <laughs> I'd start pounding some 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 glugs and doing like stomping my foot on the floor of a taxi and like <laughs> singing along. And then I'm going to ride a motorbike like t posing. <laughs> uh, Gonna, yeah, gonna change, know, gonna change into shit, a ho- just to wake up, so gonna, wake up in this fucking podcast. You're gonna change into hospital scrubs. Yeah, uh, and yeah, this Turkish family—they're um, all very nice. Uh, one of them gets a phone call from uh, from Shrek, who says, "Yes, we'll get the briefcase to you shortly." And then they ha- and he then talks to his wife, who is Iranian actress Shore Agdashlu. Yeah, who is who is one of my favorite actresses? Yeah, she's great. You'll recognize her from The Expanse. Yeah, she's uh, um and if you um if you're familiar with uh, a lot of Iranian language cinema, you aren't. She also plays no, get, uh, I, Oh, sorry, Mark Kermode. Didn't realize that you were listening to the podcast. Of course. <laughs> uh she plays like the um the enforcer lady in Arcane as well, like the one that's has like the Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they, this couple, they also have a lovely son. This son, who has actually uh, also played Shore um, Agdashlu's son in a uh, in, in Iranian language film. Huh. Yeah, okay. a couple of years before this. Uh, 
uh, and they're all in on this and they're on whatever plot is going to happen and it's going to change the world yeah yeah i i kind of want to talk about this family for a minute because yes um, um so we're gonna we're gonna do less plot summary this season so we're just gonna we're gonna like we're gonna cut down the amount that we talk about the plot for, to make way for more bits i think we'll keep, still keep you abreast of the plot listeners but anyway uh, this means that I can talk about my issue with this family right fucking now because it feels weird, writers of Twenty Four, to write a um, a plot about a family that keeps saying they've come here and like they've immigrated with the exact purpose of doing some terrorism. And this is this um, was um, this is set in the summer of two thousand and four. They say they've been here five years. Wait, how the fuck is it set in the summer of 2004 if there's just been a presidential election? Wait, fuck. You're right. Yeah, because there's a, a calendar at one point. Let's just assume that guy's calendar's out of date. Okay. Uh, but either way, this this episode, see, the premiere was broadcast in January 2005. Okay. So when they say we've been here five years. Yeah, since, uh, uh, since 2000. And, um... So before there was like... Yeah, so before, you know... 9-11, before the war on terror, before, you know, the uh, invasion of Afghanistan or Iraq. So this is just, like, these people would have been hanging out in Los Angeles, and they were like, okay, so we're in uh, year two of planning for our massive terror attack, and, um, oh, Jesus Christ, what's happening on the... Oh, wow. Oh, shit. Wow, someone really kind of jumped the gun on us. <laughs> they, really, they really jumped the starting pistol on this whole... But it, again, feels so fucking weird with the, like... Making it explicit that that's why they immigrated. Yeah, like... Uh... It, it so much feels like the hog brain thing of like, oh, any of them could be terrorists. Like, I, I hate it so much. Anyway, so they, they're, they're hanging out. They're having a lovely time. Um, you know, it's nice to see a family business. Yeah. Um, it's nice to see a family business do well. Can't um, fault them. Yeah. Um, you know, in the these days, you've got, you know, the, you've got the big conglomerates. Yeah. And then you have the like cottage industry terrorism i guess this is this is a real like it's a mum and dad storefront yeah um they procure briefcases um they're involved in i suppose yeah, logistics i'd love to see the business cards for this family uh <laughs> <laughs> briefcases found uh, trains derailed teenage american girlfriends disapproved of as <laughs> uh, well we we see what's going on with uh, with Jack. We because today the Secretary of Defense is in where else? Oh. The city of Los Angeles. Yeah. He's here to yell at his son and be a fucking weirdo. Jack um goes, he goes to CTU where Driscoll, who fired him, basically asks, to, "Can we have a budget?" And Jack goes, "Well, you did fire me." Uh... <laughs> So, no. Yeah, because you fired me, so now no one works here. Yeah. Also, I was going to make a bit... I was going to, like, do a bit about how, like, well, we all know that nothing gets done in CTU without me being here, so uh, no. But actually, that is what's happening. Yeah. Like, everyone there is fucking incompetent, apart from Chloe. Uh, you, Jack, while he's there, meets his replacement, who looks an awful lot like Alfred Molina playing Dr. Octopus. Yeah, he really does. Holy shit. Um, and... Dr. Octopus uh, ends up you know, finding uh, Tom Sharek and arresting him. Mm. Uh, but only because Jack tells him how to arrest him. Yeah, like, like, Jack is like watching the feed during the budget meeting for some fucking weird yeah, reason. Yeah, Driscoll at no point is like, hey, that guy I fired for doing all the, the heroin, that guy who we keep saying doesn't work for CTU, yeah, yeah you can watch this highly sensitive. Yeah, and he sees the guy looks nervous and like picks up on the cues and is like, hey, have you look to your right, dude, and, like, it turns out that, like, Sharak is hiding just to the dude's right. Yeah. Uh, he's like, he's hiding behind a potted plant that does not cover him. <laughs> it, it literally is. Yeah. He's hiding, with, like, you're joking, but he basically is. He's hiding behind a shelf. He's, he's standing, with, like, with a lampshade on his head. Yeah. <laughs> like, there is a, um, there is a statue in with the exact proportions of Tom Sharak. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, hang on. Behind that statue of Tom Sharak is a wall, but in front of that statue of Tom Sherrick is Tom Sherrick. Oh. Uh, he, they bring him in, and um, Jack just is like, hey, 
they said, hey, Chloe, what's going on? And Chloe's like, oh, not much. There's probably going to be a terrorist attack in about um, 10 minutes. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, Jack reads the, reads the like, um, Jack gets uh, Chloe to log into her Interpol login. Jack just sits there and is like, hey, you got games on your phone? Like, log me in, bitch. And like, and has a look at the um, the briefing because Chloe said there was something weird about it, right? Like, and and about, says, about the time. Oh, the the attack continues unless uh, the unless the target unless deviates. The target deviates. He's like, like, but it's a train. They don't deviate. He's like, yeah, tell that to fucking Northern Rail. <laughs> like, <laughs> so yeah, like he's he deduces that it must be a different thing and, actually happening at eight o'clock. And so they're interrogating um, Sherrick and. Like not- he's just, he knows like in ten minutes it's not going to matter, right? Yeah. So he just has to hold out for ten minutes. Yeah. But the CT, you don't know that. Uh, you know how um, you know how Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia at one point wrote an opinion in an actual Supreme Court case defending torture and citing it and citing twenty four, saying yeah, if it wasn't for you know, hey, what, how would Jack Bauer get things done if it wasn't yeah. for torture? This is, I yeah, this has to be the scene that. Well, like it's, the, it's like Scalia brain, yeah. Yeah, really this is, is the like... thing that start where that really starts to get that ball rolling, because they're interrogating him and he says nothing. So Jack goes in, shoots him in the leg, and instantly, the guy says, "Ah, Secretary Heller, the target Secretary Heller." Yeah, fuck. Like it, it takes him Jack's future father-in-law. It, it takes him eight seconds, start to finish, yeah. to get a name out of this guy. Yeah, and like he doesn't even have to like cock the hammer on his gun. Yeah. This dude just he just shoots him. He's done. Like it, it, that's it, no longer Jack Bauer like that modus operandus. He just he just shoots people. Yeah. Now. Um and while this isn't happening, uh Secretary Heller and his daughter Audrey, uh and Audrey and Jack, they've just told each other that actually they think they're falling in love. Mm. Oh. But then now they're going to talk to uh, Heller's son, who is played by Logan Marshall Green, the guy from Upgrade. Who I didn't recognize. You give it about ten years, and this this guy is going to look like Tom Hardy, uncannily so yeah, to the point. You've, you've been calling him Tom Hardly. Yes, he's Tom Hardly, but at this point, it does look like um, he should be like the like the bassist for like Atreo. Mm, okay, yeah, yeah. No, he really does have that look. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's on purpose, right? Yeah, because he's going to a uh, a protest later uh, at Lockheed because he doesn't agree with his with his dad's policies. And, and his dad basically comes around and yells at him for it and is like, hey, uh, America has enemies, son, and and we stand up against... And he gives them the biggest hog speech you've ever heard. I can't and, stand this dude. Well, And his son is... Admittedly, they at least they give his son a couple of like good points in return by being like, yeah, they're, they're our enemies, but last year they were our friends. And, you know, yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. again, give it two years and they're going to be our friends again and year after that. What I hate is that I know that this guy um, has principles that are similar to mine and it feels a bit like the show is trying to fucking mock him for it like it feels a bit like the show is going to be like well really all he's doing is like rebelling against his dad that's why he's got the long hair that's why he's smoking in front of him but like what it makes it clear that this dude has cut his dad off like he's not taking his dad's money anymore he's living on his own his house is a bit shit right like He's a rich, like, he could be, his dad's the Secretary of Defense. Like, he could be, like, rolling in it, and he's chosen his principles, which, uh, and it's annoying to me to have it, have the show say, hey, this guy is a, a man of principles over, like, his own fortune, and now he's going to be proven wrong. Twelve twenty-four wants to, he wants to have its cake, namely go, hey, we're an intelligent adult program. We're going to acknowledge that there's actually, there's a bit of debate. You know, who's right? This is a morally grey world that we live in. But he wants to also eat that cake by making all of the people who, by, by making one of those people the Secretary of Defense who are going to follow for ages, and the other one his kind of burnout son. Yeah, it fucking sucks. Because he has a point, right? Like, his, 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 um... He's protesting against like twenty five thousand missile launchers being sold by Lockheed. Uh, twenty five hundred. Okay, uh, and like he has a good goddamn point. Yeah, and his dad wasn't wanting to do it because it's going to be embarrassing for yeah. him. Yeah, which and he's like, oh, have you ever considered that these people are just using you? Like, who cares? Yeah, like I, absolutely. If I was in a position, if my dad was the fucking Secretary of Defense, and I could go and stand outside BAE Systems and just be like. Yo, fuck off! And instantly, like, instantly change the conversation, like the media conversation, to you know, then 
Yeah, I think that's like a really good position to be in as a protester. Like, of course he's going to take it. Yeah, like, it... who cares? Like, of course he's considered that. Like, who it... gives a damn? Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, they're only using you because if because of you, this protest will get media coverage and will then embarrass the president. He's like, oh no, they're only going to. Oh, they're... I hate that, Dad. Yeah, that's not yeah, what oh, I want. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're they're, on... they're only going to use me because I'm going to be an effective protester. Like... Yeah, uh, but like, it's clearly supposed to. It's more supposed to be read as like. This guy's kind of dumb and he's hasn't re- realized he's that. just rebelling against his yeah, father. And he's just like, yeah. Uh, however, this, this conversation is cut short because um, Jack has just shot a man in the leg at this point. Um, and it, they, uh, the secretary Heller and Audrey, they go outside to be like, oh, yeah, so um, there's going to be a terror attack soon. What are you saying, Jack? Oh, and who's it going to be on? Us. Right now. You said there's going to be a terror attack on us right now. We're going to be terror attacked mm. now, and suddenly, right now, and then suddenly uh, a rocket explodes the car behind them. Ah, shit. Well, that's not what you want, really. And they get kidnapped, thus making that's right, baby Jack Bowers. Jack Bowers' nearly wife is in peril. I'm so this this woman is replacement Kim. The actress is named Kim. <laughs> That, that's why. That's why I've been so insistent about letting you know that her name is Kim. Oh my god! Uh, so I was mad about Kim being gone, but oh baby, this plot is she's she is just replacement Kim and Terry. She's the person that can be kidnapped that Jack can be attached to. Uh, it's so stupid. Like they can't get off these tropes. Well, <sighs> well in in the next episode, we see. Hella and Audrey get taken to a warehouse where they meet the guy who's clearly the the kind of the the head terrorist guy. Um, who, when he walks in, he's kind of in silhouette. And both of us at about the same time looked at each other and said, "Is that Daniel Craig?" Yeah, it really looked like him because for a second. He has kind of a, a quite a high hairline and ears that stick out at ninety degrees to his skull. Hmm. Uh, and you know the. Hella's, you know, the secretary Hella's just going, oh, hey, now, replacement Kim, my daughter, my lovely daughter, replacement Kim, don't antagonize them. Mm. Don't try and piss them off. And they say, take off your clothes. And he says, hmm? Fuck you. Yes. <laughs> He's like, well, how about you suck my dick clean off? And he yeah. takes off his tie. <laughs> he takes his tie, he folds it really, really slowly, and then just fucking yeets it at, like, the guy. <laughs> It seems like he's about to start like running around this like dusty warehouse, whipping people with his tie like he's in yeah. sixth form. <laughs> it's like, run, Audrey! I've got them on the run. <laughs> uh, and CTU they they interrogate uh, his son because they're like, hey, maybe like, no one was meant to know where any of these people were. Uh, and at this point, we've seen that the uh, the terrorists have bugged Jack's phone. So that's how, because like Jack and Audrey were the only other people that knew about this meeting with his son. Uh, and but yeah, so they they start to interrogate Hella's son, and they initially they go in for a medical interrogation, which is what they call it when they give you um, they give they give you bone hurting juice. Effectively, yeah. They like hey, you see this? They're sur- about to inject him with something that will be very hurting. Yeah, they see this syringe. Like this, this is this is juice that makes you say ow. Yeah. As they're about to inject him. Is it the same torturer from season three, actually? I don't think it's the same torturer from season three. Um, Because this torturer is called Eric. Right, okay. And we definitely learned the name of the torturer from season three. And we gave him multiple different names that we just preferred. But I think I'd remember if he was Eric the torturer. (laughs) Friendly Eric. Yes, friendly Eric. There he goes with his little briefcase full of ouch. Yeah. Uh, but no, we're not going to use the ouch on him mm. because the uh, well, Curtis, who is another chap that works at CTU, he, Curtis is effectively new Tony. Mm. He's new Tony, um, but like slightly less angry all the time and significantly more black. Mm. Uh, he says, "Hey, no, 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 no. Let's not use the torture thing. Instead, I've been I've been following some very interesting Twitter accounts. Mm. What we're going to do." Is we're going to blindfold this guy, put a like a high pitched buzzing in his ears, put him in sensory deprivation. I just leave him there. Yeah, for a while. Yeah. So you know how I was saying that twenty four keeps accidentally hitting my kinks. This has gotten awfully personal suddenly. Like yeah, uh, they, they they 
Curtis comes back in later in the episode, turns on the light, and your uh, Hella's son is wearing like these cat ear headphones. <laughs> and an MSA. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I uh, I did send. Uh, I did take some pictures of this scene, which uh, I guess I will tweet. Um, and uh, I, I did send them to Hex. <laughs> it was very perturbed by this. Hey, if if you don't know, Hex is, shall we say, an aficionado of um, sensory deprivation mm. as a uh, as a recreational mm. tool. Hey, sweetie, I know you listen to the podcast. Uh, I love you. Hey, what's up, friend of the pod? Yeah. Uh, they. Either he still doesn't. Yes, you know, uh, they're expecting him to say, "Oh, I, um, I, I told someone that my dad was coming to visit, and then you know, they must have told someone." But because he doesn't, they should put the hood back on him and uh, sensory deprive him, and you don't see him. <laughs> we have yet to see him again. Yeah, we haven't seen him again. Uh, I, I also, I don't know bit, if we ever will. There is a bit where they they um they leave him for a while and then come back. Um, before we even see him do, with the sensory deprivation, and they say like, "How long do you think you've been here?" And he's like, three, four hours." And they say, "It's barely been half an hour." And I think it would just be very funny if, because this show is shot in real time, right? There, there's a chance for them to do something really interesting here, where they leave him for another hour, and then they tell him it's been like ten hours. But we, as the audience, know it's only been an hour. Yeah. Right. I, if they don't do that, they are missing the whole fucking point of this format. That's such an easy thing to do. Like give, like pro, through the passage of time, create dramatic irony. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, but there is something more important to this show, which is people being tortured, and Jack is arrested. Yes. Like he's extremely arrested for shooting shooting Shrek in the leg. Yeah. And then Chloe just goes, "Hey, I've." got you on a call with uh, my friend andrew who's a hacker yeah he called me then he went back to his hacker space to find everyone had been shot and so he ran away on his bike mm. he does like a sick move where he gets in front of a truck so that the people following him out of the hacker space like can't see him because the truck's in the way and then to their eyes effectively he's vanished yeah no, um we like this hacker yeah he's cool yeah um and he, he the hacker's called his mum and is like hey mom he's like oh i didn't expect to hear from you and it's like Oh no, he's got a lovely mum. Uh, Not for long, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But by the next ad break, his mum dead. Yeah. <laughs> and Jack goes, "Hey, I, can, I know I can find this guy that's got this um, uh, that, that's got this Turkish internet corruption." And they go, ah, "Fine, all right. Uh, you're no longer in prison. Uh, in fact, you're now back in CTU. But, but once this is over." We're going to send you to Division, mm. which at this point, because we know that Division just isn't a thing. Well, it has to be, because otherwise, where the fuck are they recruiting from? Where are they getting these like Craigslist? Oh, the... oh, it's in LA. Is this just like a Nathan for you thing? They're just like putting up the plan: kidnap Secretary Heller <laughs> <laughs> and to... use him, use him to, uh... and use him to bring down the uh, the internet. Use him thus, to promote... dri- thus driving. More uh, foot traffic to the local library. <laughs> I was going to say, use him to promote my Twitch channel. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Um, I know we, we promised we said we wouldn't. Uh, we wouldn't get to that. But like, oh no, fuck it. We might as well say. Yeah. Um, after they, uh, after Secretary Heller gets uh, tries to whip people with his uh, tie, they just dress him up in an orange jumpsuit, go live. On everywhere on the internet, apparently. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like how you know you have a radio and you can turn the dial and then like tune in to any yeah, broadcast. Yeah. yeah, similarly, you just like, you, you just go to an about blank page, I guess, and people, and then you know, whatever's in the whatever's in the static comes through. Yeah, and this time it's um, you know what I'm saying they're going to put him on trial for war crimes and then execute him. Yeah, which well, no, I mean they say they're going to put him on trial for crimes against humanity, which oh 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 oh. Like yeah. I, I was pumping my fist and like being like, yeah, that rules. Okay. Like I, I, I was sort of you know I was like we've a... literally already seen that this dude is selling weapons to and yeah. like is like a complete shit. Yeah, like, I, I was arming and ahhing a little because I was going on the one hand, um, there are deep flaws with the manner in which the ICC will uh, will overlook crimes by uh, by Western gov- by like people involved in Western governments because it needs their continued cooperation. Uh, on the other hand, these guys do seem to be doing an ISIS. 
Mm, mm. So again, but, but I mean, I mean, it's clearly been inspired by that, right? But like, the... oh, no, oh no, this was this is two thousand and five. Oh well, no, no, but like, but like, yeah, but, the... but, but there, surely there were terrorist like videos of a similar nature before then. Like, this, this has absolutely been inspired by something. They're stood in front yeah, of oh, a yeah. flag. Like, oh, the, yeah, but the, the, the way they're doing it, it is it, so. It looks very ISIS-y. Yeah, which ISIS-y. Which is, uh, uh, yeah, that's, um, uh, how's your favorite Philip K, uh, Isaac Asimov story? Uh, um, I yeah. Uh, (laughs) But then again, that shouldn't be surprising because ISIS did also draw their, um, their general presentation from, you know, the the stuff they saw. Like, they wanted to be like the terrorists they saw on on TV and the movies. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. so this is more a case of like twenty four inspiring ISIS than uh... yeah, like um twenty four. It's, it's you know like a, a game of you know telephone where there was you know, terrorist kidnapping videos that then went into TV and movies that then ISIS tried to then copy. Yeah, okay. But, but uh, anyhow, um, Jack's got to try and get to. Uh, he's got to get to Hacker Andy. Mm. But because they're listening to his phone, the terrorists get to Hacker Andy before Jack can get to Hacker Andy. And he was given the very specific instruction. And that instruction was, don't do it, take any unilateral action or we'll send you, to, or we're going to put division on you. Yeah. Which at this point feels like that. I'll tell mum. Oh, no, it's like, you know, the, um, the parenting thing of when a kid's doing something wrong. And so you just appeal to some nebulous authority figure by saying, oh, don't do that. The man will come. Division really does feel like the but man. Now, now Jack, Jack like, if you don't put down that gun, the man is going to come and he's going to be very upset. Yeah, and the man is not going to be Japel anymore because he's dead. So, like, who's the man? One of the things... I'm the man. Uh, what, <laughs> one of the things that has fucked me up most in my life is when I was about 20, uh, I was I was visiting my parents and I just went out for a walk. And uh, this kid was, like, walking along a wall or something. Mm-hmm. And... The kid's parents tried to go, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be doing that. Otherwise, the man will come. And they saw me and they went, uh-oh, uh-oh, here he comes. And I thought, I'm not a part of this. You are the worst person yeah, for one. to rope into being, like, the man. And I, that's when I realized, you know, I, I was trying. Because you will roll with the fucking, be- like, 100%. Like, I know you. I would like- have booked that kid. <laughs> <laughs> You've got your little notepad out going walking on walls that's i don't know man like hey kid how old are you you're, you're four yeah do you want to li- do you want to live to see five <laughs> hey parents yeah i've keep the kid here i'm gonna go I'm, I'm i'm gonna go inside i'm gonna come back out with a towel i'm gonna i'm gonna go and get the men yeah i'm, I'm gonna go i'm gonna come back out with a towel does your kid understand the word for esophagus <laughs> if not now's the time to explain it okay. yeah uh, uh, so this is like 24 is, is inspired both ISIS and you yeah. to acts of terror. Um, uh, well, uh, Jack was specifically told, don't go off by yourself. And Jack says, hey, um, Dr. Octopus, who is here with me, I think we should go off by ourselves. Mm. And Dr. Octopus says, Jack, no. Oh, no, come on. Oh, please don't. Oh. And hits him over the head, handcuffs him to... Uh, a handcuffs him to a rail, instantly gets seen by the terrorist and is shot for his trouble. Mm. Uh, and then, you know, with his dying moment, uh, his dying breath, throws Jack the handcuff keys. Yeah. So there's this whole thing where they were like, "Hey, Jack, this is the guy who replaced you as head of field ops. He's very capable, but very he he always follows the rules." And then I was like, "Oh, that'll be interesting when he has to deal with Jack for the rest of the season." An hour later, dude is fucking dead. Like, yeah, we we were um, saying people. If division existed, people would be looking at this guy, and they would just be going, you know, "Give him another ten months in the role. He's going to be the new Chappelle." Yeah, like, how good is he at dealing with frying pans? Yeah, because like, we've we've got time to get his tolerance up. Yeah, he's got to, shooting himself in the back of the head with a little gun just so that he develops an immunity to it. Like, yeah, but you know, be careful with that one because um, we've seen how that backfires. <laughs> uh, and well. Uh, so Jack ends up chasing the terrorist, and uh, he tracks him to. Uh, they go under a motorway bridge, and he's going. Well, I think we should let's. He, he, Jack wanted to follow the guy because then that guy's going to take him straight to Hella, who's the Secretary of Defense. Yeah, because yeah, Jack wants to get to uh, his girlfriend, because 
again, the, every it, what keeps happening is that someone Jack cares about gets put into peril, and then Jack breaks the rules, and then appeals against it by saying, look, someone I cared about was in danger, and then the person in charge will go, okay, well, what are the odds of that happening again? You'll, you'll forgive them. And Jack's like, cool. Anyway, um, I want you to know that I have just become, like, godfather to the president, and uh, I'm I'm married to the concept of law and order. Mm. Um, yes, yeah, so I, I saw a kid graffitiing, and I drove a bus into him because <laughs> I had to protect my wife. <laughs> his, his wife is the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> in the season where in the season where Twenty Four moves to New York, Jack Bauer marries the Statue of Liberty. Oh, no. I was so mad. That and then I the Statue of Liberty out. gets shot. Oh. Uh, anyhow, the the terrorist uh, ends up handing over hacker Andy to um, a couple of his hench fellows who rough him up and he doesn't know anything that's the thing like he couldn't read the code because it's all in Arabic and yeah um so it's not urgent that they kill him yeah so he's like ah oh, these hench guys can do it he then goes and drives off Jack snipes the hench guys well he 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 goes back to do it he was just gonna leave him there yeah and Chloe was like hey Jack you know my friend hacker Andy and Jack was yeah, like do you mind awfully yeah, and Jack uh, was like, hacker who? And it's like the guy who, um, you, you just saw him being beaten up under a, under a motorway bridge. He's like, gonna have to narrow it down. He's like, um, he owns a bike. He's like, Andrew! Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Like the guy in the brown shirt with the black bag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, could you, could you, could you maybe, uh, let him not die, please? Yeah, could you, like, try and just snipe these dudes? And he's like, well, okay. I'll do this one thing for you. But I'm going to be real pissy about it. Uh, and he's like, okay, well, Chloe, if we're, if this guy keeps going along in this direction, uh, I'm going to end up on, a, on an empty road with him. And he's going to know that I'm following him. So we've got to get satellite coverage. And she says, that's going to take some time. So after Jack sees that he's stopped at a petrol station, he's like, I know how I can stop him there for a while. And I, I love... This is like the like Dennis from Always Sunny in Philadelphia shit. Jack goes to the back of his car, and apparently, when you work for the the, depa- the defense department, you just have like a tactical balaclava section. Yeah, like, he just has a bag for like doing stuff, like nonsense. Oh fuck! I just remembered something. Is this the gun? No, 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 no. That's not important. I just remembered that there is a prop that we have not been using. Uh, one second. Uh, so Jack goes in, and as episode three ends, he, uh, as episode three ends, he starts by, and there's no way, he robs a petrol station. Hmm. Damn right he is. Uh, he does. Uh, uh, see, I, I'm trying to find an appropriate line here. Damn it! <laughs> uh, now, let's just check the waveform. Let's run that one again. That say a bit. Sound a bit like he's saying damage. So I, well, for Christmas, I got Sam a twenty-four in your pocket Jack Bauer keyring with six fra- phrases on it. Well, you say six phrases. One of those phrases is. I take such psychic damage every time I hear that fucking noise. Um, the best thing. It, I genuinely flinch. It is from we think the the time between season three and season four. Yeah, so it's got like the correct sayings on it. I can't believe I forgot until just now. It's still in its packaging, and it's funnier to keep in its packaging. Yeah, I think so. It has those holes with the buttons where you know you can you can try me, and you kind of get things like. My name is Jack Bauer. I want the counterterrorist unit in Los Angeles. Which God, is going to be. It sounded a bit weird there. Oh yeah, imagine how it's going to be through the microphone. Oh, he sounded like he was slurring a bit. I think Jack might be having a stroke. Yeah. Jack Bauer in my pocket. Let him out. <laughs> um yeah, anyway, sorry to derail things. Where were we? Well, um we do actually get our first of the season. Mm. We're currently up to four. Um But yeah, the the basically entirety of the rest the rest of the of episode four is Jack Bauer robbing a petrol station and doing it really badly because he's unable to convince uh, a cop to go away, mm. so he has to kidnap the cop as well. Now, I don't know if you remember season two. I remember season two. But it feels two. like they're reusing certain ideas here. Oh, I know, but this is good. Now, they couldn't let Kim go anywhere because then they'd have to write more plot for her. So, well, they Jack has now realised, oh, if we have to slow someone down, I have two options. One, 
puncture his tires like a normal human being would. Oh no, because then you'd know something was up. I guess, yeah, but yeah, also I, I feel like he's going to suspect something is up. Once a guy with a gun comes in, takes him hostage. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I especially feel like he's going to suspect something is up if, like, the guy with the gun keeps taking his mask off and showing him his face because it's very hard to act in a balaclava. Uh, well, Jack, to be fair, he only had two options. It was that or, like, well, mountain lions just aren't... They aren't native to that part of the valley. <laughs> he puts a, he puts a snare down so the dude gets <laughs> yeah. his leg caught in it. That buys him a good five to ten minutes. Jack Bauer like he quickly gets a shovel and while the guy is like paying for his petrol, digs an underground bunker <laughs> between the door and the guy's car and lures him in and convinces him the world has ended. He <laughs> gets him to take a babysitting job. <laughs> He pushes the guy so he falls and hits his head on a bed. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, the actual police turn up. Yeah, and Jack is able. He takes the. Uh, this is all just to kill time, so they can get the the satellite coverage. Yeah, like because also Driscoll is still not on board with Jack's plan, uh, so Chloe is having to do it like sneakily by um, by. Getting her, like, the new dude, the new tech guy. Oh, our boy. You know how Chloe is our girl? Yeah. Edgar is Edgar, our... Edgar, that's his name. Edgar is... is well, he's... He fucking rules. Edgar is kind of coded similarly to Chloe. Only shy. And, yeah, shy and nice. Mm. And he has a... I, I can't place it exactly, but I think it's kind of an East Coast accent. Yeah. So he has... Like, he sounds like... If one of the he sounds like if one of the Sopranos was from Sesame Street, <laughs> he does a little. Yeah, okay, yeah. I can see it. Yeah, like, hey, that's uh, uh, so like Elmo. You're not gonna have to worry about Rocco no more. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't even have to weigh him down with anything. He sank real easy. He's a rock. Rocco's <laughs> uh, a rock. How's he gonna swim, Zoe? Wake it. Rocco wakes up with his puppets. Like, like. The hand that is of his friend's puppeteer in the bed with him. <laughs> uh, we're getting, uh, we're getting sidetracked from the funniest thing, which is um, while he's taking everyone hostage, Jack does get everyone to cover all of the cameras with whipped cream. Oh yeah! Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it looks like he's got a can of, of spray paint, and then you just see like little, little, a lovely little enticing spray of whipped cream on the lens. Mm. And it it almost seems as though Jack Bauer assumed it was spray paint as well. Yeah. And he forgot that he was living in the United States of America. Like, he was lucky that it wasn't spray-on cheese. <laughs> I think that would be fairly effective. What, spray-on cheese? Yeah, right? spray-on cheese, I think, would be a fairly effective way of, like, fucking up a camera. I think you would need to probably hold it down for quite a while to get the coverage with spray-on cheese to Maybe. fully black out a camera. Yeah. Like, cream. Cream goes everywhere. Cheese. But, but they... then it falls, right? Like... Well, you know what? Jesus, a stickier. If I, I think if I was going to fuck up a security camera, yeah. I'd want spray on cheese over spray cream. Uh, I think potentially we're we're at loggerheads because a the superior option would be like a cheese cream, mm. like mm. spray on cheese, spray on cream, like combine it because that way you both get the, you get the coverage of the cream, but the longevity and sticking factor of the cheese. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit like. Um... Hello to both of the people still listening. Um, it's a bit like uh, like petrol as opposed to napalm. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, so while Jack keeps doing, um, keeps holding up the, the napalm station, mm. uh, Chloe says, "Oh, yep, everything's good and fine. I've got Edgar to run everything from his uh, from his console." Uh, Fuck! There was a thing about Edgar, right? Oh yeah. Edgar yeah. doesn't bring his laptop to meetings because he memorizes it all. And I That's the first making, thing we learn about him. I am making a fucking gamble right here and right now that Edgar memorizing things in a season about the internet being corrupted is going to pay dividends in the long run. They're going to really, really love that they hired that dude. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember that much about this season. This season, I'm really flying. Like, I'm I'm driving down familiar roads, but with my eyes closed. Mm. Uh I know how the scale of this of this season ramps up. Mm. Uh, I mean, it already already feels pretty big. Like the plot is fairly significant. Like the Secretary of Defense being kidnapped and put on trial is a fairly big deal. 
we I was doing this in part so that we could get to season five because season five was the point where it felt so silly. Um, however, maybe season four, maybe season four is where the silliness begins. Yeah, I feel like, yeah. I mean, we've already got some fairly complex plot going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Jack ends up taking the terrorist out of the petrol station, just saying, oh, he's, I'm going to take him hostage. Uh, now that it, yeah, we've got satellite coverage, uh, and the cops are saying, now you've got what coverage? And Jack's like, oh, never mind, I'm a terrorist. I'm, I mean, I'm a, a bank robber. I mean, I'm a... I'm a, I'm a I'm, nobody. Forget about yeah, me. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm trying to rustle all your petrol. Mm. Um, and so he gets the guy to drive off. And once they're a distance away, he um, he lets him out of the car and is like, okay, follow the guy on foot from here. And almost immediately after he does that, Chloe is arrested for stealing bandwidth from the Department of Defense. <laughs> and then Jack is arrested for trying to rustle up all the petrol. Which, you know, fuck. Yeah. It's like he, he probably should have remembered that he's still, you know, he was just doing crime. Uh, it's like... And the worst thing about this, in a way, is that um, they really do seem to keep trying to do this thing where they're like, wow, you really should just tell Driscoll, otherwise things are going to go off the rails. But also, Driscoll sucks so bad that like you, neither of them are doing the right thing. Because well, yeah. Driscoll will just sit there and do nothing. Oh, no, Driscoll or do the wrong thing. Dr- Driscoll will do... Driscoll has done um, three things of interest. The first... Um, Curtis, you know, the new Tony, uh, his ex-girlfriend was an analyst and they were bringing a ton of analysts back you know, to deal with this threat, but he didn't bring her back because he was saying, you yeah, know, she's not qualified or, you know, she's not trustworthy. And they, Dressel goes over his head, you know, brings her back and she's Aisha Tyler. Hmm. Um, you know, Lana from Archer? Hmm. Uh, comedian, funny woman, Aisha Tyler. She's in this. Uh, the second thing that Driscoll does that is of interest is she suspects Chloe and starts telling everyone to start piping into everyone else. Yeah, she keeps. They keep talking about a lot of laying a lot of pipe in CTU. That's all they seem to do. And that seems like an HR issue. Yeah, they uh, they go around piping into each other's systems. Chloe says, "I've been piped into Edgar. Can you do this until you get piped?" Um, and yeah. then Edgar gets piped by Aisha Tyler. Yeah. Ooh. And that's what gets Chloe arrested. But the third thing of note that Driscoll has done is um, created an easy way for the writers to shuffle her out halfway, which is uh, by having a daughter with psychiatric, but with psychiatric issues who calls her up um, saying that she's having a bad day. Because yeah. the most compelling part of any series of 24 is, and always has been, uh, when some character we don't really care about has a family member that we don't really care about. Yeah. We saw it in the baby last season. It's uh, yeah. It's always some blonde relative that fucks everything up. And yeah, so this is the effectively the um we've you know we like, we made a deal with the Shinigami. We can see how long someone has left in a season, and the clock over her head until she says, "You know what? I I've got to go and be with my daughter." Yeah, because she's sorry. Yeah, Jack, you're you're in command. Yeah, she's going next door and yelling at children. Um, like that's now that that's ticking down. Yeah. Um. So she's, but yeah, like it keeps trying to make this um point that Jack is Jack being a rogue might not be so great because if he just tell Driscoll, then none like there will be less roadblocks there for him. But the thing is, if he does tell Driscoll, Driscoll will just say no. So they have to create an incompetent agency so that him being a rogue agent is reasonable. Yeah, and then and then they have the fucking nerve. To be like, hey, maybe he's doing the wrong thing. <laughs> Through the first couple of seasons, remember how we were saying that um, Twenty Four would be was effectively a comp- uh, an intricate and complex machine for creating a series of moral dilemma where the only outcome, well, that would force Jack to do take an extreme action. Yeah, because literally every other option was not feasible. Yeah, yeah. So it. Like he's a very morally ungrey character in a way. Like they th- they think that he's a very morally grey character, but realistically, because they keep painting him into these corners, he's not really. Like it's yeah, they they put him in a situation they put him in a situation where any actual person in that situation would effectively have no choice. Yeah, and but they now it, they've gotten uh, quite lazy with how they paint that. So 
now the extreme situation is, oh, and if you tell anyone, then they'll just say no. Yeah. Uh, and the torture will always work. Yeah. And it'll be quick. And it'll work within about eight seconds. Yeah, yeah. Like It'll work by the time, you know, your ears have stopped ringing from the gunshot. Mm. Uh, uh, oh, well, l- less complex as, as a character, it turns out. It seems that, uh, well, uh, with um, the uh, our ethnic family, they got their teenage son to drive this briefcase over to the compound. Mm-hmm. And it's because he wouldn't be suspected. And his American girlfriend followed him because he hasn't been calling her. And they're like, oh, we've got to take care of her. And uh, they, they they invite her over, basically convince her that, you know, hey, you know, yeah, sorry, I know that we like sneaking around, but like we've been hate crimed, and we kind of don't want people to know where, like some of our like where some of our friends or suppliers are. Like you understand what our business is like, and she's like, "Oh, okay, I understand." And then they're like, "Now, teenager, you must kill her." Yeah, well, but can you just put your fingers in your ears for a second, love? Yeah, like now that now that everything's explained. Yeah, can you just put your fingers in your ear and go na 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 na? Yeah. Okay, son, you got to take her down to the basement. You got to put a fucking bullet in the back of her head. Yeah, but I don't want to. Shut up. If you if you look weird, then she's gonna know something's up. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Debbie, do you understand? Do you know what a gun looks like? No. Excellent. Good. Uh, what, this is a remote control. Yeah. Like, hey, now uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna test the thing. It's gonna. You know the thing where you hold a butter uh, buttercup. We're gonna on? go and watch TV in the basement. Yeah. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna turn it on. Um, if I point the remote control at you, it tells you what your favorite show is gonna be. Uh, but you know, he can't do it. And as as he tries to get away, and as he tries to run away with her. She she starts to go, ag, 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 ag. and it turns out that Shori Agdashlu hasn't actually been kind of a, like a reluctant, a semi-reluctant or like reasonable participant. No, she poisoned the teenager's yeah, tea because yeah. she knew that he couldn't do it, and she's disappointed in him and takes yeah. the gun. Oh, you're grounded, son. But this is only one. You're of... off briefcase duty. Yeah, you son of a bitch. This is only. She's the. Like, this, this is the thing. She wants to call him a son of a bitch, but she knows what that would imply. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this this is uh, only one of two. Yeah, the second one much funnier. Secretary Heller has been getting; he's becoming more and more engammoned. Mm. He's getting he's... really cross with everything. Uh, Audrey is being like, "Hey, Dad, calm down," and he's like, "Oh, I'm fine. Also, I'm having chest pains, and uh, I I don't have my nitroglycerin because uh, that was in the car, which which." Yeah, we, now, now we explains were, the explosion. Yeah, that was just like a Nerf dart that hit it, and instead of like nitroglycerin for heart problems, he just had like a barrel of it in the back. Well, he's the Secretary of Defense; he can get hold of these things. Well, he is the Secretary of Defense until he goes well, like, until yeah. he until he, he yells at a guy and goes. Gak, 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 gak. And I was going, this is an obviously fake heart attack. That's really funny that yeah, like this the, guy cannot act a heart attack to save his life, and then it turns out. He's faking the fucking heart attack. He literally makes the Popeye like, ag, ag, ag. Yeah. Like, we're not just doing that. He does that. Yeah, like, you're clutching his chest. You couldn't hear us clutching our chest unless you have like daredevil ears and can like work out the entire like, ultrasound of our room. In which case, please don't judge. Yeah, I'm sorry, but Domino's is cheap and accessible. Uh, uh, yeah, he then whams the guy, takes his gun, and the Secretary of Defense becomes the Secretary of Attack. <laughs> And he's just running around with an AK-47 until they point a gun at him and they say, oh yes, well, we'll kill you. And he says, go ahead. And then they're like, and we'll kill your daughter. And he's like, no, oh, well, I don't like that. He's like, oh, bollocks. I knew there was something. Uh, and so they, they put him back down in the streamer zone. <laughs> yeah, they put him, yeah, they lock him back up for his war crimes. They, um, yeah, look, they no longer are they streamer AFK. Yeah, and they say like, if any more of my men get killed, then I will kill your daughter. Yeah. So maybe he'll behave now. Yeah, yeah. These are these are the first four hours. We've had a plot. There's like still kind of a mystery. Yeah. But rather than it being, hey, you should keep watching to work out what this mystery is. It's hey, you should keep watching just in case this old guy's going to pretend to have another heart attack. Like yeah, hell yeah. He might just go. Oh, I've got dysentery. Yeah, I want to know what happens to like Hypno King Richard. I, I have genuinely and truly no idea what happens. I. Don't know if we are ever. Are they see- gonna like hypno him out of going to his protest at Lockheed? Are they going to Manchurian candidate him into shooting his dad? Oh, ooh, ooh. who knows? Is President Joe Biden going to forget things? Probably. Who? <laughs> um, that's a complex and smart joke that I made. There. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, Do you want to explain? 
I don't care to. Anyway, where are we? Uh, yeah, so this has been a kind of stupid... It's been a bit of a stupid run. Um, we're at four, damn it, so I... You know, it's... Oh, bloody hell, it's the late, it's the late night. Mm. And I've... Uh, I've started to have a bit of a tipple. You've had mm. some glug. We've had some lovely, lovely pizza. I'm feeling fairly good about this season. I'm a little worried. The racism meter is creeping up. Um, that one, that one worries me. But otherwise, plot-wise, we, well, this is season three was a low, and I feel like season four is probably going to be a high again. We, we're holding a on ca- like the on the nonsense meter. We're holding a cage with a little racism canary, mm. and right now it's looking at us a little askance and coughing occasionally. Yeah. And well, I feel like the racism canary, by a normal show standard, would already have killed over Stone Dead. Um, but like for twenty four, I know it's going to get worse. Yeah, well, this is like a racism canary that like grew up in Leeds. It's used to you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like, this, this is a racism canary that by like the age of fifteen stopped saying. You know, you can call it the corner shop. Yeah. 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 It's like you, I yes I I know that the man that works there is from Pakistan. That's not here. That's, that's not relevant here or there. I just want to go there and pick up a baguette. Uh, see, we've got a pretty hardened... We've got a hardened canary. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, we've got a canary that's like... He's not a Millwall fan, but a lot of his friends are. Yeah. Uh, well, should we get back to Canary it? FC. <laughs> Isn't that... Oh, is that an actual football club? There is a football club that are nicknamed the Canaries. What I'm a terrible that? pub quizzer. Um, it's not Southampton. It's well. While Trent looks that up, uh, I will say welcome back to season four of Twenty Four Power Party People. It's it's been kind of fun-ish so yeah. far. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're happy to have some kind of Kim replacement uh, of the Raver variety, and for all the flaws this has had so far, the fact that it's had a plot. Uh, the Canary is Norwich City FC. Ah, Norwich. I well. So we have a Norwich fan in a cage. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we'll tell you whether or not the, the fan of Norwich FC is alive next time on 24 Hour Party People. Until then, don't stop the party. <laughs>